Good morning. You're just in time. Welcome to the St. Gabriel Cafe, your sacred space to sip on today's local blend of faithful encouragement. Let's start our day together. Good morning, friends. Come on in and join us. I am Amanda Miller. I'm Dave Orsborne, and we are thrilled to have you with us here in the St. Gabriel Cafe, our live and local morning show. Cam Clutter is our barista, and today we're joined by his lovely wife, Bailey Clutter, as well as our recurring friend, Emily Jaminette. And so today we have the opportunity... Who's also lovely. Yes, of course. Yeah. She is also lovely. <laughs> um, so today we'll actually have the opportunity to dive into our Advent reflections together. And then we'll be able to chat about upcoming Christmas, Christmas traditions, old and new, all the fun things. Good morning, Dave. Morning, Amanda. <laughs> Let's start in prayer. You're huh? in a different chair. I am in a different chair. I have to turn my head to the other direction this morning. So. <laughs> yeah, let's pray. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Mm, good morning, Father. Uh, we love you. We praise you. We adore you. Mm, we need your peace this morning, Father. We uh, need to know that you're close, that, uh, that you love us, that you literally have the whole world in your hands, and we are so grateful uh, for you. We ask you to bless our conversation this morning uh, so that we can bring all of our friends to know and love you more. And of course, we always pray this in the name of your Son, who is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and ask for the blessings of our Blessed Mother Mary. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. You prayed for peace this morning. Yeah, let's review the last 24 <laughs> hours, all right? Cam. Hi. How's your furnace? <laughs> not good is the answer to that. Um, my house uh, has not been above 70 degrees the last day. You know, and, and what I was reflecting on, too, is 70 degrees feels different in winter than it does in summer. Yeah. Mm. And so 70 degrees does not feel great in summer. When I woke up this morning, the house was somewhere between 60 and 65 degrees. Mm. Um, Which actually would be a somewhat nice spring morning. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But not inside the house, of course. Yeah. And so someone was supposed to come yesterday to fix it, and no one did. And so um, we survived Night one of a, of a broken furnace. <laughs> Night one. <laughs> so we pray for response from the furnace guy Amen. and that you guys can be restored to warmth. So my morning, okay, I get up pretty <laughs> early, try to get out the door pretty early. Uh, you know, the routine, put up the garage door, the way the cars were situated, I had to go outside around to the, to the garage uh, the door was only up about a foot. So, hmm. Well, you know, wondering what that is like. So go back in, try it again. Comes up a, about a foot. If you know me, a foot's not going to cut it. There's no, I mean, it, I don't know why I would want to crawl under the garage door, but <laughs> a foot isn't going to do it. And it's certainly not up far enough to get the car out. So, um, so, you know, just try it about 10 times and it keeps on doing the same thing. So, yeah. So thankfully we had 
Dear Ellie's car outside. So dear wife Carol was able to drive me in. And uh, yeah, so now we're waiting for the garage door uh, guy to come. But my small victory, I didn't swear once. Mm. Not one foul word passed through my lips. And actually, that's a pretty... At six o'clock in the morning with a broken garage door, I count it's that cold actually. Outside, as, not as able a, to get your car. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. a victory. Yeah, I did lose my piece a bit. I did body slam mm-hmm. the door, which I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know what that could possibly help, and I may have kicked it again. I don't know how that would have possibly okay, I understand fixed you it. Kicking it, but the yeah. body slam—that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just glad we didn't have a security camera. Or, anything to record my <laughs> my weakness but amanda i also had a victory today. you had a big victory so i went out to dinner last night and so which means when i woke up this morning i realized oh i didn't make anything i don't have any leftovers what am i going to do for lunch and i have a couple of those you know meals that come to your doors so i had to make something or else they'll go bad before i leave for christmas and so i got up this morning My regular time, mind you, I didn't get up earlier because I only had this realization as soon as I woke up and I made, I made a whole meal for lunch and for dinner. I have two meals now. Context. Yeah. This isn't just just like boiling water. Right. Right. You didn't just like make a meal. You breaded chicken. Yeah, I did. I know. Come on. Victory. (laughs) Victories all around. Well, Cam, we're still waiting for your victory, but it'll come. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so, I mean, this is actually a really big victory because you're not, until this morning, a morning person. <laughs> I don't know if we can say until, but uh, I guess maybe little by little I'm getting there. I'll give you that, Dave. Let's see if we can carry this forward. <laughs> you, you're here every morning to yeah. do to welcome our guests into the cafe. Yep. So that's a victory every morning. Amen. Amen. Looking forward to our show today. Let's start with uh, Father Mark Toop's book, Rejoice. We've been going through this, friends, as you know, Rejoice Advent Meditations with the Holy Family. And we are in the third week of Advent, Wednesday. Mr. Clutter, can you take it away? In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Father Mark writes, what was in Joseph's heart during that first Advent? Certainly, there would have been many emotions in realizing the awesome responsibility of raising the Son of God. Joseph's role as a father would have elicited emotions. However, it is not his fatherhood that we consider today. Rather, we look at his experience of being a husband. From the very beginning, the church has taught that Mary remained a virgin throughout her entire life, and that Joseph's marriage to Mary was a real marriage and one lived in perfect chastity. We do not know what Joseph dreamed of when, as a young man, he considered his future bride. What hopes did he have regarding his marriage? As a healthy, ordered man, Joseph would have had a natural desire for spousal union. After all, the desire for communion, especially within marriage, is natural and healthy because it has been given to us from God. Thus, we do not know what it was was like for him to consider the one flesh union of a husband and wife. What we do know is that in choosing to marry Mary, Joseph had to adjust any expectations of what their marriage would look like 
with regard to physical spousal intimacy. Joseph was called to protect Mary's purity. He would have had to adjust to Mary's consecration to virginity. And circumstances of life often require that we adjust our expectations. We may be called to surrender what we experience or what we will never experience. We may be called to face particular sufferings or challenges. We may have to adjust emotions that are triggered within us. If we are aware of these emotions, we can turn to God and hand them over to him. Then, our need to adjust can lead to a deepening of our spiritual maturity. However, if we are unaware of our emotions, we will be unable to do anything with them. It is then that we are influenced in ways that we do not see. We may struggle unnecessarily. Today, we take a few moments to reflect on how you have had to adjust your life. Consider your interior response to having to make these adjustments. <laughs> Far too many of us carry disappointments, resentments, and grief from being forced to adjust. Ask Joseph to teach you as you ask the Holy Spirit to reveal how life has made you change your expectations. Amen. Thanks for being obvious, Lord. <laughs> Uh, Romans chapter 8, verses 28 to 39. We know that in everything God works for good with those who love him and who are called according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, in order that he might be firstborn among many brethren. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those who he called, he also justified. And those who he justified, he also glorified. What then shall we say to this? If God is for us, who is against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. We who not also gave us all things with him. Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies, who is to condemn. It is Christ Jesus who died. Yes, who is raised from the dead, who is the right hand of God, who intercedes for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all things we are more than conquerors through him who loves us. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, no height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Hmm. If God is for us, who is against us? Amen. Amen. You had a laughing moment there, Dave. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Yeah. Uh, adjustments. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. 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 So adjustments without losing our peace, huh? We may be called to surrender what we experience or what we will never experience. We may be called to face particular sufferings or challenges. 
when we have to adjust emotions that are triggered within us. Yeah. It's a little striking this morning, huh? A bit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and obviously, I mean, boy, there are those that suffer a lot more than a a broken garage door. So Mm -hmm. keep that in mind. It doesn't lessen the emotions that you have in the moment. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I guess uh, they're saying uh, who, who, who we should turn to in moments like that. And uh, hmm. I think just like the sick turn to a doctor, right? Actually, when I think of the word adjustments, I think of the chiropractor. I see a chiropractor regularly. I have for the last three years. Um, I pulled a muscle in my lower right back rock climbing that really just made it painful to even like drive anywhere. Um, chiropractic changed my life. Wait until you get a little bit older. Oh, I'm you, sure. you can throw out your you can throw out your back on a sneeze. <laughs> so. Um and so I started seeing a chiropractor back then and really got to um see the benefits of it. And uh now my family, we all see a chiropractor a couple times a month. Um just in the way my chiropractor, Dr. Luke, explains it is is that an adjustment to your back the whole point of it is getting things in right order Mm. um and and it's not necessarily that maybe you did do something like sneeze to to put something in not right like in improper order in your back um and his job is to put it back but maybe you didn't do anything to put it in improper order and he still needs to adjust it back just by the way you walk or move or sleep Mm -hmm. um to put things back in right order and that's what I think of when I think of adjustments. Um, and as I was reflecting on Father Mark today, of just those times in life where a situation happens, like your garage door or your furnace or whatever it might be, where things don't go quite as planned. And even though they don't go quite as planned, like the way that we had hoped that they would, that doesn't mean that things aren't going according to God's plan, that he sees your situation, my situation as something that like inhibits our sainthood in our, in our journey to heaven with him, because that's the most important thing for him is, and frankly for us is, is that journey to heaven. Yeah, actually I appreciate um, just your reflection on adjustment. Cause I guess Initially, when I think of adjustment, it's like a rerouting because it didn't go as planned. (laughs) Um, But this idea of adjustment in that, um, like getting back on track, that's, yeah, that's a good reflection there. And in the reflection of uh, Father Toops, he goes on to say, you know, this, this awareness we can turn to God and and hand our emotions over to God whenever we we need to adjust or or being attentive to our emotions or the unexpectedness of life that you know of course always directing it towards well well what do we do then you know with turning turning to God and this depend this is spiritual maturity with this word keeps on coming up in these reflections the spiritual maturity and that that takes a lot of trust to, to adjust, put things in right order. And expectations play uh, a big part of those adjustments too. 
And I think we'll be talking about that a bit this morning with our, with our friends, uh, how to really have peace this season, um, by making sure our expectations are, uh, conform to God's will and, just in, in the busyness, especially in this time of year, where expectations can go awry. So, mm, Very good, friends. Father, I long to trust you with every aspect of my life. Teach me to find you when I am called to adjust. Teach me how to live in active, obedient dependence upon you. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Stay with us, friends. We'll be joined by Emily Jaminette and Bailey and Olive Clutter when we come back. Oh, good Jesus, you are the most high God, everlasting and always living. You have shown us the way to the Father and sent the Holy Spirit to guide us. We implore thy most sacred heart to have mercy on us in this time of need. Bless and protect the vulnerable. Give hope to all and fill our hearts with confidence in your divine mercy. Be our joy in the midst of suffering and our stability in the midst of uncertainty. Your forgiveness we seek, your love we need, your protection we implore. Forgive our sins and heal our wounds. Strengthen any weakness of faith and make us strong so as to give witness to your glory. Keep far from us any illness pestilence, or harm. You are our refuge. You are our comfort. You are our hope. Through the intercession of Our Lady, health of the sick, we come to your most sacred heart and beseech your protection and blessing. Most sacred heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. Amen. Do you have a minute for a gift? Each of us were made as a gift and to be a gift. We become a gift when we give ourselves to others. In baptism, we receive the gifts of the Holy Spirit to draw us closer to God and to help us live virtuously. The Holy Spirit's gift of knowledge helps direct our minds to make judgments in the light of faith. This gift of knowledge perfects the theological virtue of faith within us. God's Spirit of knowledge guides us in knowing what to believe and how to share it with others. Let us ask for the gift of knowledge and the grace to live virtuously. God's Spirit makes us free. Let us ask for the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Let us live in the freedom that Jesus gives and become a gift of self for others. I am Lori Kroc and this is a Holy and Healthy Minute. With any physical activity, changes occur in the body over time. You get stronger, run faster, or gain cardiovascular endurance, even if you don't see visible changes. In our spiritual lives, conversion takes a similar path. We pray, frequent Mass, read God's Word, and seek to grow in faith, hope, and love. We may notice positive changes in our behavior and in our relationship with Jesus and with others. Even when we can't see visible changes, we know that God is at work in us. This is conversion. We might have many conversions in our lifetime where God enters in and by His grace, we are called to love and serve anew. A conversion can be big, like a St. Paul moment, or a quiet overture of God seeking us. Let us close with Jeremiah 29, 11. 
For I know the plans I have in mind for you, declares the Lord, plans for your welfare and not for woe, so as to give you a future of hope. Welcome back, friends, to the St. Gabriel Cafe. I'm Amanda Miller. I'm Dave Orsborn, and we've neglected today's Oana fun. So for Let's December 20th, O Key of David, opening the gates of God's eternal kingdom, come and free the prisoners of darkness. So welcome now to the cafe, ladies. Bailey Clutter, Emily Jaminette, thanks for being with us. Good morning. Thank you. Yeah, good morning. Thanks for having us. Yeah. A little bit about each of you. Emily, you've been in here a number of times, and I think people recognize your voice, but for that one person that hasn't tuned in before. <laughs> sure. Um, first, I'm a Catholic wife and mother. I've been married 25 years. I have seven children, ranging 24 to 7. I really stepped up in active ministry, more public ministry, Catholic ministry, uh, about seven years ago, so around my 40th birthday. But I've been doing a mother's moment for many years, uh, have been played here, and uh, now I serve as the executive director of welcomeisheart.com, promoting the enthronement and writing uh, Catholic books and helping out in my local parish, St. Andrews, uh, right around the corner. So I'm, I'm in a, a springtime of my life. I absolutely love this season. And um, it's just, I got my little holiday shirt on. And so I'm feeling very festive and lo- looking forward to this conversation. Same, same. Bailey Clutter. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for being with us. And Absolutely. thanks for bringing little Miss Olive. Yeah, I'm sure you heard a little bit of her cameo earlier. <laughs> <laughs> she made sure that her voice was heard. Um, Miss Olive is almost nine months old um, and she's awesome. I too am a Catholic wife and mother, but I've only been married one year, <laughs> one and a half, and um, I've got one baby and that's Olive over there. So um, she's a gift and a joy and... Um, I also work from home. Um, I work for St. Mary's in German Village as their communications coordinator. I have a super awesome supportive staff over there. Um, and other than that, just live in the dream, married to our uh, barista over here. <laughs> so it's uh, it's a gift and a blessing of a life. Well, thanks for being here. Yeah. So we want to talk about Advent and Christmas traditions. And I think uh, the word that we all uh, heard uh coming uh, into this segment was expectations. So let's start by talking, Bailey, with you. Mm -hmm. Some memories of uh, growing up uh, in the Mahom household. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Uh, Some of your your Christmas traditions and things that really make uh, Christmas uh, memorable. Yeah. Um, My family was big on traditions, still are. We still like value them very deeply. um, And there was always a lot of them. (laughs) Um, But it's interesting because the ones that really stuck were we always went to Christmas Eve mass at St. Patrick's downtown with the um, children's choir in the background. Um, And that was um, honestly, it's my favorite mass of the whole year because my family made it such a big deal. We would get there 40 minutes early (laughs) to be right at the front um, so that we could make sure that we were there and no one took our seat and um, we were all dressed to the best. Mm -hmm. And um, because both my parents made it a really big deal that like mass was 
the reason that we were doing all of this, um, the reason for the season, as they say. Um, in addition to that, we uh, always set out our nativity and kept baby Jesus hidden until the day of. We never did the, like the hiding it around the house or no, you don't you know, do that. Don't gifting do that. it as a present yeah. or whatever. We never did that. It was just kind of like, okay, now we're going to put him in the manger because he's born. Um, and we actually never did any of like the the birthday traditions that a lot of people do um but we did there was definitely an acknowledgement of like okay this is the reason we're here and actually as we got a little bit older and my lovely father stepped a little bit more into his catholic identity um because he was a convert to the faith when i was about eight eight years old i think ish Mm -hmm. around there um and so he converted to the faith and then it was like okay, we're doing an Advent (laughs) tradition and we're doing, and it was like kind of a new thing every year. It was like, what can we do now? What can we add into this? And not a lot of it stuck. Uh, To be honest, it was a lot of trial and error and trying to force, you know, a round peg into a square hole a lot of times. But one of the things that really stuck towards the latter half of my being at home was sitting around the kitchen table with the Advent devotion. Mm -hmm. Um, So we always had an Advent wreath on the kitchen table And we would um, open up our little book. It was, we switched it up. It was like a new one that was short, sweet, simple. We would light the candle, pray the prayer, and then we would eat dinner and talk about what the devotion was. Um, And I just remember that being really fruitful, beautiful conversation. And sometimes not fruitful, beautiful conversation because there were young children screaming around the table. And if you've met my family, we are a vibrant bunch um so there's lots of uh, big voices and loud opinions at dinner time um but in a way that is a blessing it was one of my favorite parts of the day growing up was dinner with my fam beautiful yeah growing up wilson oh boy (laughs) uh full disclosure my parents chuck and joanne um assist with father daily's sacred heart hour so if you've tuned into that show once a month, you can kind of get a sense of um, their faith journey. Uh, my dad's a convert. My mom, uh, cradle Catholic. So I would say Christmas was also like Bailey. Bailey summarized it really beautifully. Full of tradition, <laughs> lots of tradition. Some traditions, such as you know, you don't go down the stairs. You always go down the stairs Christmas morning, from smallest to largest, tallest <laughs> child. We do a whole assessment. Who's you know? That sounds who's very grown, German. Very you know. You come down. You come down when they're ready. You know, we had the Christmas music going. We had the a beautiful um, just morning for sure. And yet, I love that um, Bailey highlighted the importance of mass. And I would say. Thanks be to God, I grew up in a home where that was the priority. And, um, you know, the gifts would come and go. Some years there were tears. Some years it was like, you know, rocket, you know, just amazing out of the park. But uh, what we really realized was the consistency of the Catholic faith um, being lived out in in my home growing up. And I love that you said, you know, trial and error. You know, we, we, we've all had that. We're, and I love it because now I'm a Catholic parent and I'm like, I'm always trying something new. Like I always get these ideas and I read this blog and this family did this and we want to try that. But I love that that memory of my parents attempting to pass on the Christian Catholic faith in a way that it will stick. And um, I think that's, you know, parents, grandparents stay in the game. Like don't don't just resort to, you know, let's look to the secular world to mm-hmm 
figure out Christmas because you're never going to find the joy. So um, lots of lots of fun memories. And, and now, uh, you know, I'm in the driving seat with my husband, you know, with the seven kids. So they're coming home. We're assessing our traditions. We're assessing, you know, what what's the most important thing. And a little different than Bailey, we now go to Mass on Christmas Day mm-hmm. because it was so stressful saving seats. And mm-hmm. I remember my dad. <laughs> Laying all the coats uh, out. You yeah. know, yeah. He, he was holding seats for us at a, a local Catholic church. And he was sitting there before the lights even turned on. Yeah. And he's like, are you coming? <laughs> oh, he called me. Are you coming? No, we're not going to make it. Like for a really long time, like we're like an hour off. But what I realized was our family, we're great on Christmas Day. We go to Mass. That works. So we open gifts. We go to Mass and we come back and have a nice brunch. And then, you know, if we finish, we finish. It's all it's all great. Mm-hmm. But um, I think adjusting to what works and mm-hmm. seven kids, uh, definitely there's, there's a lot of different needs. So figuring out, you know, what that looks like. But the Mass is, was and always is. Um, the emphasis of the high point of Christmas. Yeah. Well, and when when you're beginning a family, also, then you're you're bringing two spouses together that have their own. Yeah. Right. Each has their own Christmas tradition, so gives you the opportunity to work together to to create new traditions. So, Bailey, this is your. Second, Second Christmas, Christmas together. together, first with Olive. Yep, and so, actually, our first Christmas we didn't have heat in our house either. So you know, <laughs> hopefully, it's this is not a Christmas tradition. <laughs> no, yeah, we got we got to nip this in the bud right now. So yeah, last Christmas was our first Christmas together, and I was pregnant with Olive, and wow. now we have Miss Olive with us for Christmas and, this year. And snow came through the back door. Yeah, snow came through our back door last year. No. So yeah, it wasn't sealed correctly. So we sat in front of our fireplace thank you jesus that we had a fireplace and with snow coming through the doors so Mm -hmm. it was very interesting christmas (laughs) have you had much of an opportunity to to really work on what the traditions that the two of you want to have yeah we've been having actually lots of active conversations about what it is that we want to instill as tradition in our family and um, what's important and what isn't and little things too like what Christmas movies do you watch? Like the secular world things mm-hmm. that are act- that are traditions as well, which, you know, we could argue that, like, sure, they're not important, but they are. It's what brings your family together, and it's what s- creates that sense of warmth and joy and festivity and fun, which I think, like, is an additive to the Christmas season and doesn't actually take away from it as long as you're being prudent about the how much of it <laughs> you're indulging in. Um, but we've been having a lot of conversations about what it is that we want to do and recognizing also that Advent is a penitential season as well. Mm-hmm. So what are we offering to the Lord in this season? Um, so each of us separately have given up our own little thing. And it's, it's we shouldn't call it this, but it's like, it's a soft Lent. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, we, we aren't like doing going hard and... Um, you know, giving up a bunch of things, but we are making sure that we're praying daily um, and adding a little bit more prayer and conversation of reflection of the season into our day to day. And just already trying to teach Olive about the nativity and who baby Jesus is. And I know that you could make the argument that she's too little to understand, but I think that children have an ear closer to heaven than we do. So just making sure that she is learning already that 
Jesus is the center of this whole season. And yes, there are gifts and yes, there is hot chocolate and all the wonderful, warm, cozy things. But above all, like our Lord and Savior came as a baby to eventually die for us, for our sins and rise again. So just making sure that as we're talking this Advent season and making those traditions that we're also, again, back to the word of expectations, not setting our expectations too high for what this season should look like either. Mm -hmm. Um, And not trying to do a million things (laughs) to aid the season, but actually just focusing on like, okay, Jesus, what do you want for me this season of Advent? Bailey Clutter, Emily Jaminette with us here in the cafe this morning. Well, you know, it brings me back to, and Emily, um, you'll appreciate this with uh, with um, small children. Teaching is learning, you know, so when, when you're passing on the faith and you're talking about, you know, um, aspects of the faith or, you know, introducing uh, a child to the baby Jesus, there, there's that returning, you know, yeah. to... Uh, in a lot of way to the basics, you know, if, if you have to teach something to the child, you have to make it understandable mm-hmm. and exciting and joyful. And, you know, sometimes as, uh, as you move away from your own childhood, it's a way to, to recapture some of those memories. I love that. And I think um, a child brings so much joy into the home, you know, like, one of the things we've been reflecting on is our youngest is almost eight. So it's like, oh, we don't have a little olive that's, you know, crawling around or pulling, <laughs> you know, on the tree. You're doing some of that stuff that at first you're like, what? What's going on here? Like, this is disrupting the the, the, the prettiness of it, you know, and you have to put decorations up and, you know, kind of um, assess. But what I love is the joy. And one of the things I was thinking about as in this last little segment is, you know, the culture of the home, like there's literally a feel to your home. Yeah, There is an encounter that other people have when they enter your home. If it's big, if it's small, if it's wherever you live, there is the intangible. And a lot of times I like to, which is interesting when you talk about furnaces, I liked when I had I have this one child, unnamed, but comes Ma- home. Male or female? Male. All comes right. home and turns the thermostat in whatever direction he so feels. So in the summer, you, know, you wake up and it's 65 and you're like, oh, why is the house so cold? You know, and then you know you're paying for that cold air. Oh, and yeah. so everyone sits down and we have a little discussion about the thermostat and we don't touch it. And, you know, we can't just make it 65. But in the summer or in the winter, you know, it goes the opposite direction, right? It turns up. Mm -hmm. So there are nights where it is way too hot (laughs) and you're sweating and you're like, I'm paying for this, you know. (sighs) But when I look at the thermostat, instead of being resentful for those moments, I, I, I try to chuckle and then say, you know, what is the feel of the home right now? Are we high density? Is this is this a place where you're like, let's drive around the block one more time? I don't want to walk in that door because tensions are high. Is it silly? Is it peaceful? But, you know, the attributes of the kingdom we have here on earth, peace, love, and joy. Mm-hmm. And I love that during the time of Advent, it's it's a it's a time of preparation, but it's also a time to reconnect with some of these um, essentials because, you know, sipping that gourmet coffee actually doesn't give you inner peace. Mm-hmm. It, it might give you a warmth, you know, it might right. be and uh, you know the conversation around you but it it doesn't give what what only Christ can give us so the thermostat is kind of a very important uh <laughs> tradition <laughs> of assessing and 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 figuring out but 
you know, just this year, one thing I, I focused on is we loved this idea of going out and getting coffee and getting hot tea and all this. And I'm like, well, why don't I just create that moment? So I, I set up a, a coffee tea bar, you know, and, and it was really cute because I had hot water and they could push it out in their little dispenser and <laughs> we'd sit around and talk. And But it was in a moment. It was recreating the warmth. But our homes, um, our homes have a feel and Jesus wants to be the king. So Amen. Nice. Mm-hmm. Emily, I think you're bringing up such a good point and kind of scattered through our conversation this morning. We're talking about you know, expectations and, excuse me, just this idea of like the, the hopes that we have for the season or the things that we want to accomplish or the beauty that we want to bring to it. And, you know, we want it to all sparkle and to be glamorous and, um, joyful and, you know, but then we realize, okay, life is life and things happen. And sometimes, you know, the bow isn't put on just right or whatever happens. And yet, uh, constantly you've kind of reminded us this idea of you know not not being resentful or learning how to adjust like you were sharing how it seemed great to go to midnight mass and I have that in my mind too like oh it's it's quiet and it's restful and it's magical and yet sometimes that just doesn't work out for the family Mm -hmm. and so it's important to make those adjustments and yet bring bring the feel of Christmas which is the love and the joy versus the glamour of Christmas. You know what I mean? Well, and the expense. I was reading mm-hmm. that the majority of Americans are still paying off last year's Christmas, wow. you know? And as Catholic Christians, you know, we know there's so much more yeah. to Christmas than gift giving, mm-hmm. right? And so even I love these uh, guardrails of our faith that we can deal with these bumps mm-hmm. if it's the the financial bump or um, oh, I forgot to. I, I I don't know about you, Dave, but I've forgotten like that one kid's present. Like, oh, <laughs> we were gonna do this, mm-hmm. uh, and and they're kind of sitting there under. Oh, is it my is it my turn again? Is it my, you know? And you're like, oh, well, and and making sure that your children are good receivers and also um, givers, you know. And hey, buddy, we forgot to to put those shoes under the tree. We really wanted to get you a new pair of shoes. We really intended to have this experience with you and teaching your kids to go with to roll with it as well and that's part of to me this season of it is a season of of bumps and ups and downs we were coming back from a uh, uh the children's mass four o'clock mass one year and i can't remember who it was honestly i cannot remember who did this um somehow the video camera ended up behind the backfire of the van. Oh, no. Or one of the tires. And maybe it was, you know, anyway, when we were pulling in. Oh, no. I can't remember who actually drove over it. Oh. I know it was Carol or me. Oh, uh, you know, no. But maybe that's a grace there that, you know, I haven't held on to exactly um, that memory. But so th- this is, you know, 5 30 ish on christmas eve um the uh video camera was quite damaged (laughs) and so i'm checking online to see what stores were still open and myers was open until six (laughs) so hightailed it over there and uh the guy at the front door is like well you know we're closing in three minutes it shouldn't take that long. So go right to the camera <laughs> counter. That's when a store had a camera counter, I guess. 
uh, and got one that looked pretty similar to, to the one. So there was a major adjustment that had to happen there. Wasn't quite willing to give up those expectations of not being able to have any of these memories captured. But yeah, and it became a Christmas memory. Um, and everything worked out well. So. <laughs> and that could have ruined, right? In a secular world, that, that could have been the big fight, you yeah. know, that all day. You, I can't believe you did that. I can't believe you did that. So what I love about our Catholic faith is it's yeah. like about the heart. We're changing the heart. So we don't hold that over <laughs> Over other. the other person. Yeah. 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 It must have been Carol, though, that drove over it because <laughs> uh, if, if, if it had been, uh, I won't go there. No, I'm, I honestly can't remember who it was, but only that everything worked out well. Let's well, see. and I feel like that's often what happens with those Christmas memories because we're trying to make everything perfect. That's just something that our society has set the expectation. I don't know. But there's always, it feels like there's always something that the enemy tries to plant to ruin everything. Absolutely. Every year, there's something that happens. And I think it's, you know, back to that word of expectations, it's important for us to know that, like, he's going to try to do something. Like, Satan right. is actually, he's going to try to mess with Christmas. He's going to try to make the gifts the most important thing. He's going to put your camera behind the back tire. You mm -hmm. know, he's going to yeah. do what he can to make every, to, you know, every instance possible for you to, not think about Jesus on Christmas, right. to not think about the fact that the Son of God has come. When, in fact, if we are aware that he's going to try and do that, we can set ourselves up for success in knowing that, like, okay, actually, nope, I claim the peace of heaven mm -hmm. because I am a citizen of heaven. Yeah. And the Lord is the most important thing about this season. And so, Jesus, I rebuke Satan in your name, and I invite your peace back into this Christmas. Right. I'll never forget. It was actually the Christmas before um, my dad passed away. He passed away on January 5th, uh, three years ago. And um, we all have very full Christmas Eve traditions. We always get Chinese takeout. We watch them up at Christmas Carol, which if you don't like that Christmas film, we cannot be friends. Um, <laughs> but um, we, we have a very vibrant Christmas Eve, and I will never forget we got takeout, and I don't remember what it was that we started fighting about, but me and my dad used to butt heads like nobody else, and we just started yelling at each other and fighting, and um, there was all this commotion, and then all of a sudden, I just had this like wave come over me, and I was like, no, actually, this is not, this is not of the Lord. This mm -hmm. is not Christmas. This is not peace. This is not what he wants for us. This is wrong and this is the enemy trying to sow division trying to sow seeds of division in our household which i do not come into agreement with is right. one of my favorite phrases i don't come into agreement with that and so i just like stopped in the middle of our fight and i was like okay in the name of jesus we invite your peace back in and why don't we pray together I've never in my life wow. <laughs> done anything like Come that on. before. I'm telling you, like, that that's not like humility. a normal occurrence for me, okay? That was like, that was our Lord coming into the room and making himself known. Right. And Jim's heart must have just melted. Well, the two of us, it's this is very, like, you know, um, it was a really big moment for us because we said I love you to each other for the first time since probably I was in high school. Mm. And it was... Um, it was a moment that the Lord was like, hey, I'm going to I'm going to bring reconciliation here. Mm -hmm. I'm going to bring peace back into your relationship with your father, because 
that is the spirit of what our Lord does on Christmas. Like, it's not about all the stuff. It's not about all the crap. It's about the love of the Lord and the love that the father has for the son and ergo the love that the father has for his daughter. Mm. And, um, you know, my dad passed away a week later. Wow. So what a gift that Jesus gave us that moment that Satan tried to use to sow division and to destroy our family the Lord used to bring about an I love you that wouldn't have happened otherwise. And so like what a gift that the the Lord can take a, such an icky, yucky situation and make it one of the most important things that's ever happened to me. I absolutely love that story. And yeah, how you you invited grace or God's grace kind of came into that. You, yeah. <laughs> you heard, you know, you heard his voice yep. and... If you had ignored it or, um, yeah, just beautiful. Yeah. Just beautiful. And what I love about this is that we've all had that moment, right? That's a relatable moment. It's not just your family. No. It's like we want picture perfect and all of a sudden all of it's crumbling around you. And I know that there was probably a beautiful meal and the candles were lit. And, you know, how many times is the the externals are in place, Mm -hmm. but it's about the heart. And what I love is that Jesus just penetrated that moment and flooded grace. And we live in a culture of such division. And then um, almost like we have our own little silos. I like to call them little puddles. (laughs) Puddles don't like bleed into each other, you know, on the driveway. They're just like there. But we don't have those moments where we then pray, reconcile, love, you know? Mm -hmm. So what we do is we avoid people. Well, we don't want to see these people on Christmas because that family member, uh, I think he might take away my peace and that family member might, you know, it's annoying or that family, instead of saying, let's all come together Mm -hmm. because Christ is bigger than all of our personalities, all of our economic backgrounds, all of it. And and he wants to give us the gift of peace, love, and joy. Uh, Wow. That's, I'm going to remember that one. Thank you for sharing that (laughs) Absolutely. Bailey Clutter, Emily Jaminette here in the cafe with us this morning. We're talking about traditions and expectations. And I, I, I think what I've heard also is don't let traditions get in the way, right, of um, of the season. Mm-hmm. You've got to roll with it. Roll with it and, and lay out, uh, at least lay out a, a map, right? You mm-hmm. can always get off that, that plan, but I think especially between a husband and wife and I was saying we've been married 25 years, Dave, you probably know this, like we've had to adjust over the years to what works to keep the peace, love and joy in the family. Mm-hmm. So for us going to mass on Christmas day, um, we also, you know, for us, we shop all year round. There's no, like mm-hmm. no kid is showing up with a list to their parent. Like we have a general idea and expectation of what this person might need. And a lot of it's very practical, but, um, you know, one of the things is December 1st is that conversation about gift giving. So it doesn't overshadow the entire month of December. And actually we were wrapping presents December 1st. So that's a huge accomplishment. <laughs> wow, John, I wow. begged him to take off the day of work. And I'm like, can we please just like, I want to show you everything I've purchased throughout the year. Can we wrap it? And um, we have a list of each child's name and it's not, uh, is it a spreadsheet? Uh, he would love it to be official. <laughs> it's a little piece of paper that goes in his pocket. So it's, okay. it's up there in his pocket and he carries it around a and he pulls it out. And color coded. He's nice. an engineer. But we write down every single thing and about even the price point. So 
when that one child that got the big gift and mm-hmm. it's like, oh, how did they get this? And we all got that. It was like, well, there is, there is some reason to all of this. And, um, the, the most important thing is the youngest in our house is that they encounter it's about them. So mm-hmm. I love when you said the Muppet Christmas, it's gotta, it's gotta fit the youngest set of eyes yes. in the yes. room, you yes. know? And, and that's, um, that's been really, really important, but I, I'm getting all excited about Christmas, everyone. <laughs> I love this Advent, but let's let's bring on the merriment. Mm. What what's the uh, the expectation? I mean, we we have expectations. One way to to look at that is expectations of how we want things happen but we're also talking about you know the adjustments mm-hmm. uh, to those expectations going forward in, into the season your your advice to our friends that um when an adjustment has to be made communication between um the spouses has to happen so any any advice there on Kind of getting a, getting on top of it so you don't let things fester or get out of control beyond where, where they should. Well, when Bailey started talking about being married a year and a half, I went back to remember that at John and I's pre-Cana, right, when we used to do the pre-Cana retreat, mm-hmm. we spent the majority of time not talking about the faith and the number of children we're going to have, but about family traditions because mm-hmm. we both came from, you know, this strong these mm-hmm. two strong Catholic families. and how do we balance the holidays? Mm. And I can say that it's just, life is so beautiful because then all of a sudden you have your own family and you're, you're figuring it out and you know, who gets what day. So we, we kind of set up some expectations to let our family know. So we, you know, cause if we fly on the seat of our pants, then grandma and grandpa are waiting for their little turn to give presents. And the other set of grandparents are hoping to, that we travel there. And I realized that um, kind of, communicating our expectations with the extended family, setting them up and being willing to be flexible has brought so much more peace into our family because if we're so rigid on, well, we only do it this way and that way we, we can be very limiting, but at the same time, now that I'm an older parent, I'm like, please let me know the plan. (laughs) And, um, and yet at the same time, I have to communicate the plan to young adults. So Mm -hmm. The, I will tell parents the most important thing to say is, and we will be attending mass at this time because they're not a bunch of little kids that can just get, you know, whipped out of their, their car seats and go to mass whenever. Like young adults need to know mm-hmm. we're going to have a meal at this time. We're going to go to mass at this time. We're going to open presents, let's say at this time or whatever, but it's, it's charity and it decreases a lot of stress and it's taken me a lot of years to learn these things. <laughs> Olive, I guess, agreed with you with her little Yelp over there. (laughs) Um, But no, one of the things that I've realized that's so important that Cam and I have been trying to instill really since we were dating was communicating right when it happens. So like making sure that if something comes up, if something stirs to talk about it right then and there and not, nope, I don't have a single passive aggressive bone in my body. So I don't let things sit or fester. It's more for Cam. Yeah. I just absolutely, I never ever. (laughs) So we bring things up right away. And one of the things that we've been talking about a lot is 
that where do we go which extended family do we invest in this year where you know because we've got three different families to navigate um with cam's parents being divorced and then my family and so it's like okay well who who are we going where are we seeing who are we investing in yada yada and the biggest thing that we've come back to this year is like okay well we have to start with our family and we have to start with what's important here with our nuclear the three of us what does Jesus want for us? What does he want for our family? And not being too rigid in that planning, like you were saying, and making sure that we are being flexible with like, we're going to see this family this year. We're going to see that family next year. We're going to see this family in the coming year. And also having a conversation about evangelization too, about mm-hmm. like, okay, which family needs the love of the Lord in a different way this year? And are we that to them? And wow, are good we going to be Jesus to this family this year, or are we not going to be that peace, that presence, that joy? Because, you know, there might be some years where our presence is not actually gift, <laughs> which I'm not saying that like, you know, oh, we're the worst or whatnot, but that might be a little bit of an added stress that one side of the family or the other doesn't actually, um, isn't going to be blessed from, or we might not want to go see one side of the family because that's a reality. Sometimes it's like, I don't actually want to invest in that family member. You, you know, Emily, you touched on that earlier. I don't want to invite them over. I don't want to go there. But is it actually going to heal things, mend wounds, bring joy, bring life, bring peace if we go? Um, so just having lots of conversations about. <laughs> and again, I just tell myself this and we are always trying to hear the Lord and saying, what does Jesus want? for us what does he want for our family what does he want for his other children you know his our extended family because it's not actually about what we want as much as you know there is the christmas lists and the desires and the budgets that we're setting it's what does he want for us Mm -hmm. if i can jump in here too it also comes to putting first things first like you were saying emily i I, like we will be going to mass at this time Mm -hmm. And it really communicates to everybody in the family, like, hey, we are, we are, this is the priority. This is the number one thing. And then we'll put second thing second and third things third after that. Um, and I think that's been a lot of our conversations too at home between Bailey and I. Yeah. And also like, are we going to go to mass at our parish or are we going to go to mass, you know, with one fa- side of the family or the other? And one of the things that we decided this year was we're going to go to mass at our parish and I'm lecturing, which is the most, it's one of the biggest joys of my life. I love saying the word of the Lord from, (laughs) from the stand. And so it's like, okay, Jesus, like we're going to invest in also our church community and show that we, you know, care about those people, um, at St. Brendan's in Hilliard is where we attend. Um, and saying like, okay, this is priority to us as our parish family, Mm -hmm. as well as this family, that family, you know, the Lord has blessed Cameron and I with a lot of families. And so um, we actually are having a different person over every night this week and hosting <laughs> them and bringing them into our home and sharing a little bit of that Christmas with them because there's just the Lord has been so, so abundantly kind to us in blessing us with family. Hmm. Emily, how have um, <clears throat> you taken care of... Um, your parents and the in-laws uh, through the season, because a lot of, um, Bailey reminded me of, uh, of looking outside of the immediate family mm-hmm. uh, also during this season. How, how do you care for, for, for your parents and for, you know, 
extended family? I think it's a really important question because there are so many people, especially those that are aging, that are longing to be connected. Mm -hmm. And so the first thing is um, on my husband's side of the family, they started Sunday afternoon Zoom. And that has changed because his family's all across the United States. Mm. So they all get on and it's the most wonderful thing. They pray together. They they talk about their upcoming week. They talk about everything going on. And sometimes I'm, I'm on the family Zoom. Sometimes my kids are on the Zoom, sometimes nieces, nephews. But that's been a nice way to stay connected throughout mm. the holidays. And then talking about expectation, you know, we know that, um, you know, we will see them the day after Christmas. And so we'll drive the day after Christmas and, and go spend some time, you know, with my husband's side of the family. But to us, the emphasis is his parents because they are aging and, and you know, they really appreciate uh, a one day visit. So we've even clarified, you know, expectations. They're like, we'd love for you to come for one day. And and that works. That works for us. Mm -hmm. So that, that clarity. Second, um, one of the things I just love to do, and, and I just call my parents, you know, call your parents as frequently as you can, listen to their voice, hear about their day, spend time with them. And for us, our tradition is Christmas night. We have a family meal and it's, it's worked for 25 years whenever we're in town. And it's, it's been a, a great joy. We plan ahead of time so that um, it's not a financial burden, the Christmas dinner. Mm. You know, I, I have the meat in my freezer for, <laughs> and it's been there for a couple months now. So you might find that, you know, Lord, when you see that piece of maybe a turkey on sale, I bought two turkeys after Thanksgiving because I'll be having a Christmas Eve dinner. It was always at my house with my family and we go to mass on Christmas Day. So setting up things that work um, within your budget and when you find that turkey that's 99 cents and you're so happy, give God the glory. Like, mm -hmm. you know, literally in the storm, like, thank you, Jesus, because now, you know, because planning helps um, financially. Thank you, Lord, so I can have that nice meal and, and work around it and give him the glory. But uh, the last thing, David, I wanted to share was that one tradition we we continue on is we always um, renew our enthronement to the Sacred Heart oh, nice. on uh, Christmas Day and on Easter. So we go through the renewal prayers. Before we open any gifts at my house, we always begin with prayer and renewal, and then also at my parents' house because we want, we, we all need to be reminded of where all of this abundance is coming from, mm -hmm. and it's, um, it's coming from the Lord. So that's uh, just been more than a tradition. It's, it's, it's given us guardrails and, and expect, you know, just keeping, keeping things, uh, keeping things in line. So. And, you know, they say anxiety and gratitude can't exist in the brain at the same time. Yeah. So if you're feeling a lot of anxiety this Christmas season or, you know, um, giving the Lord gratitude, like for that 99 cents Turkey is going to wipe that anxiety from your brain. So thank you, Jesus, for the Christmas season. Thank you, Lord, for the stress. Thank you, Lord, that yeah. I care so much about mm -hmm. my family, about the presence, about um, you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for all that you are and all that you give to us. And Amen. that is a wonderful bow <laughs> on this uh, Amen. cafe. Emily Jaminette, Bailey Clutter, thanks for being with us here in the cafe. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. In the beginning is now and ever shall be a world without end. Amen. Amen. God bless you all. We'll see you tomorrow at 8.